think we've started. Here we go. Welcome wow. to. I'm not sure. All right, welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and give a massive shout out to our sponsors that are Rip It Up Horror. Rip It Up Horror, should I say? Um, what they do is they get sort of like Buzz Lightyear's dolls and things like that and make them look horror-y, uh, make them look burnt and flesh burnt off and everything. Go like check them out. Their Instagram's rip underscore it underscore up underscore horror and the Twitter is at ripdolls3. I'll put all the details in the description. If you use the code TB3, capital T, capital B, if you get in contact with them, drop them that code and you get 10% off everything they do. So there we go. That's out of the way. We've got a retaining guest. I think this is his fourth time he's been on, fourth, fifth. Alex, how have you been doing? Not too bad. <laughs> a lot's been happening uh, since we last spoke. Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind um, between that and me and you not having the, the best memories in the world, shall we say. <laughs> it's been a uh, while coming. <laughs> because the first two were about, yeah, this might be the fifth then. The first one was about COVID and obviously what you went through, but I'm sure we'll cover that in like this one and the other one was about music. But now we're going back to the vaccine. And do you want to tell us your news? Yeah, um, I was the first living UK uh, recipient of the Vaccine Damage Payment Scheme Award, uh, which is a, a one-off tax-free lump sum of £120,000 that they see as a, a way of giving you a, a bit of help. You know, the fact that it took over a year for it to happen when it didn't need to. But it just happened, and all that's done, really, is, Rick, is that's took a massive pressure off my wife, more than myself, but it's took, knowing that my home's safe. So, so getting this money, is that an admittance that the vaccine did cause your injuries from, like, the government and the, like, sort of medical bodies? Isn't like that an admittance from them that this yes. vaccine was the sole cause of it all? They've accepted that and what they, they call it probabilities and all probability it's most likely to have caused the astrazeneca the so most likely to be the sole cause of what's happened so they've accepted what we call probability and causation which is massive for us because that's the uk government you the first, sorry just to just to clarify something you was the first uk person to get this out well, the first living person. First living person. Okay, so can we ask how much it was? Are you prepared to say that? It was £120,000. It's a flat rate one-off payment. And is that the same flat rate to everyone? So, like, Mr yeah. X, Mrs X will get the same amount. So how does that compare to what, not you've lost physically, but what you've lost monetary-wise? Is And is that going to cover roughly what you would have had and lost to your retirement age? Uh, no, it only covers what my my uh, what's it about just over uh, maybe just under three years salary. Right. You know, it, it was never about the money. The money's an absolute insult for someone who's lost a life. Definitely, a definitely is. Life, yes. Uh, or they've had their life absolutely ripped apart. You know, as legally, they reckon but from now to I don't make it <laughs> and at my old age that legally they think about about a million pound and 
prosthetics alone. You That's know, so how's that going to look after me and care for me for my life? It's not. But that was never what it was about. It was about that no. causation and probability. Because now when the, the, the legal cases go against the same government, yeah, the same argument, I don't it's, see how they can argue. It's, it's, it's just interesting to see the coloration, the coloration, should I say. You know what I mean? I can't say it right. Between sort of say last year, a year and a half ago, when like the vaccines came out, there was a massive push. It's safe, it's safe. People were saying, well, I wouldn't want to sit next to someone who wasn't vaccinated. But now there's a lot more coming out. I don't know. Did you see this unvaccinated program the BBC did earlier on this um, week? I didn't watch it. I refused to watch it because I'll... of the reactions I've seen from my fellow vet sufferers. I, I started watching it this morning because I was going to preempt that you watched it. Um, it's just same old, same old. We're getting the it's like as the BBC do the like sort of sort of edit it. But one. Um, one scenario this professor, whatever her name was, did give was she like made out this like young children, young child went to get the vaccine. And um, before they were just about to get the vaccine, the phone rang. The doctor answers the phone and the kid has sort of a fit. And they was making out that fit would have happened regardless of the vaccine or not. But they didn't mention the same scenario with the 28 day thing with like COVID. Which yeah. you know, was interesting to see that trying to make out all these things might have happened with or without the vaccine, but yet when someone died with COVID, not the cause of the death, but they died with COVID, the labelling that as COVID, saying, well, we're going to have to do it because we don't know if it had any coloration with like them dying. So it's one-sided that way, and that makes yeah, it great. The, the, the consensus seems to be that it was all about changing people's minds from being unvaccinated to being vaccinated but came across as propaganda and uh, not listening now i've spoke to one of the girls that was on it is it vanessa i think the girl's name is i completely forgot there's there's uh, like two young there's there's a pregnant yeah. lady there's a one there's a young lass who goes to the matches um there was a guy there's two guys and there was an older lady that was very hardened to the fact. And I was just got to the bit where she sort of walked out of the meeting. So, but for names, I couldn't tell you. I can't even remember like a podcast with you. Never mind a name I let five minutes ago, Alex. Yeah, yeah, we've got trouble remembering to talk to each other. Never mind remember things like that. Uh, I'm sure the girl's name Vanessa. I spoke to her privately. Um, the girl went on. To, to see exactly if the BBC were going to be impartial, which we knew they were never going to be. Um, but do you know what? It's done some good. As much as it's caused so much pain, it's done some good. It's really got people talking about it. Even normal, when I don't, by normal, I mean people who are just going about their normal lives, not realising half of the, the stuff that's going on. Um, these people are looking going, why are they pushing this narrative so badly? Especially now, it's and it, like it seems a funny time to put this out now when they could have put it out when it was proper in the like the news. It's it's some like with the mask thing going on, COVID rates going up, then this monkeypox and everything coming out is 
is it a lead up to something or is that just being too conspiratorial? No, I think you're right. And it all seems to be leading somewhere again. Um, but I think the, the public are far more aware, far more astute to see, you know, this doesn't seem impartial, this doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem balanced. And see, if it's none of this, then it's not really a proper programme, is it? You know, no, you're not, you're not no, asking the right questions and you're not going to get the right answers. It's done it's, it's strange. And like one of my reasons for not taking the vaccine, I just don't want it. I don't like medical procedures. I hate plasters. It won't matter what vaccine it was. I just won't have it. Um, but me getting COVID to, to me personally would outweigh the risk of me getting the vaccine purely because A, I've been like met you, Alex. So I've been like personally know someone who it's affected. Lisa Shaw of the BBC, she's like sadly passed away. There's all these things coming up as as where I also know a personal personally know someone who's 79 years old and she got that she got COVID, sorry. It didn't knock her for six, COVID, the flu, whatever, but she did recover and she didn't have the vaccine. So to me, there's more of a chance of me getting something from the vaccine. It's all right saying, well, there's millions of people who have had it, but but like what happens if I'm like yourself or if I'm like Lisa Shaw? It probably wouldn't happen, but there's that chance as where I would be quite willing to have COVID every day of the week compared to tech vaccine. Well, the, the, the irony is that this vaccination was meant to help protect you. We now know it does absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm a year and a bit, three months down the line. So therefore, the, the the vaccine has pretty much been flushed, cleaned out my system, apart from a PF4, what it's done to it. And I still, I, and I, I'm, I, I come through now, I come, came from being a perfectly healthy, very, very fit human being to being at death's door and still having life-threatening issues. And I went now, through all that and come back to Cyprus with COVID. Mm. <laughs> you know, so what good did it do me? Yeah, it was a bad, bad uh, two weeks, 10 days, uh, four or five of it was really horrible. But it was no worse than a really bad, bad case, strange case of the flu, because it was all in my head, my eyes and my ears were strange. I got it. Yeah, you just keep dropping out, Alex. You keep dropping in and out. Um, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving. I'm trying not to move. It's probably because they've got a conversation up and like they're trying to like <laughs> destroy it. Um, yeah, have you had much like sort of people from the media coming up to you and asking you about this? It's just funny you like because saying the vaccines don't like do well. It's interesting to see President Biden's got um COVID and yeah. last year he was saying you get these vaccines you won't get COVID, but now we've got COVID. So I'm quite smug about that. Not yeah. not in a nasty way, but in a way of people still like seeing through the bullshit of it, and the media are partly to blame for this. Yeah, we now know that there's links to money being channeled from organisations through governments to to media stations. You know, the connections are all starting to come together, so you can see that. It's all driven one way. So people like me, you don't want to talk to people like me. You know, no, nobody has came uh, other than GB News uh, and the people that I've already 
been in touch with, no one else has been shown an interest. You know, it's not as if the BBC or ITV or Channel 4 or Sky or Channel 5 have rung me up, contacted me. It's not as if I'm a, a hidden person. My name is what it is. My face is what it is. So it's not as if they can say, boys hiding behind a, a name, we can't find them. No. I feel like who I am, where I am. No, not one of them, right? So, um, oh, I mean, you would have been a good person to have on that unvaccinated doc, like documentary because like you you was the one who trusted the vaccine you was the one that believed it all at the time and i'm not saying it with no disrespect at all but no, and, you, and like you trusted the government and you're an outcome of how they fucked it all up and you're living proof of there that it can happen to anyone not just it won't happen to me your proof it does happen lisa yeah. shaw's family which i thought why didn't they have someone from her family on like this unvaccinated because i mean she went for the bbc it seems yeah. the skimming over everything that it caused but like sort of ridiculing people who refuse yeah uh they choose to they choose to ignore the plain facts in front of them and go for potential actors yeah we, we know one person on the show was an actor we, we knew they were an actor going in Oh yeah. really? Who who's who who was that? That was a young Italian lad, uh well of the Italian name. He was doing it in memory of his grandmother and his grandfather. Right. You know, oh. so he he was in his bio on Twitter, he admits to being an actor. The other <laughs> chap, that's a different story. He didn't admit to anyone who he was. Right. You kind of question his motives, if that makes any sense. Were, were these the people on this unvaccinated documentary? Sorry. Yes, yes. Right. You see, I've just, I, I, I haven't read much about it. I saw one clip of it where this professor did this thing and I decided to watch it in the hope of you watched it, but I only got halfway through. But it seems it wound everybody up. Yeah, the when... I have saw bits and pieces of it and I've listened to bits of it where people have said you need to listen to this. It not verifies me not watching the programme. And, you know, the girl, um, when she is, is saying about reactions, and she showed a, a clip of a young girl called Katrina. Now, to the professor Anna, what's her, Anna Fry, I think her name is. Right. Anna Fry, Anna Fry, Professor Anna Fry. That was the other thing. They didn't admit to or broadcast or acknowledge the fact that she has been paid by Pfizer all her career. Or the other guy's the same. He's connected with financial connections to Pfizer as well. So how can that possibly be impartial? And well, the minute this girl. Well, it's yeah, not the impartial because it's the BBC. Um, and instead of her saying, oh my God, this is horrific, let's, let's, after this conversation, we'll look into and see if we can help this girl. No, she fucking decided to use the reference of jelly beans. I, I was about to ask you that. How, like, how do you personally feel, given the analogy of taking a jelly bean and one sour and like 
one's not, but you've actually lost your livelihood, you've lost a leg. Let's face it, you, you fucking your whole way of life has changed from this vaccine, yeah. and they're comparing that basically to getting a sour sweet. Yeah. Is there Scottish scaffolder? Do you think it's printable and broadcastable? What I would think. What I really think. <laughs> well, Scottish and scaffolders get them, you know, <laughs> separately the hard work on their own. Never mind one together. Yeah, so, yeah, I know what I'd like to do with the jelly beans, one by one. But, but right, thousands and thousands of them. I've got but, patience. I wonder how many she could take. But, I mean, does that upset you, sort of, like, in a sadness way? Not an anger way, but a sadness way. It's like, so I'm just being compared to a jelly bean now. And in a sort of way, you're being ridiculed. Yeah, you're being demeaned again. You're yeah. being denied again. You're being ignored again. You're being gaslighted again. You're being, You're being told it didn't happen. You're making it all up. Oh, see, everything's happened. It just brings it all back again, Rick. Yeah, it's... It, it's I mean, it is crazy, because, like, things... People think it won't happen to me, but when it does happen to you, it's like, well, it's all right saying it's safe, but... I mean, my uncle's had about five or six, because he's got heart problems, and he's like... Um, that. And I'm not bothered who gets a vaccine and who doesn't, but I am bothered about when they try to ridicule people for not taking it or having yeah. took it and something's gone wrong. It says, well, it could have happened anyway. It's like, well, fucking, it hasn't, has it? Because it's happened to me. So sort of thing. You know, I think even if we, we've touched on this before, we accept, right, okay, it's not safe for everyone. The numbers now screaming out, coming through everyone. There's nobody can deny that it's not safe for everyone. So therefore, what we're going to do to help people when it goes wrong, and that's the crux of the matter now. Their answer is ignore them, deny them, have ridicule them. Have Have you been asked at all to take in to take part in any studies or any trials of? why it did happen to certain people, you like obviously losing your leg and that you like could be a prime candidate for going to say, well, we just want to maybe see have you got something that had a reaction to it? Um the short answer from a government source, the answer is no. No and they're, they're not interested. They don't want to help. They don't want to come. Well, in saying that, I got no. a I've got a call next week with the the vaccine damage payment scheme management where they asked if I would take part in, in a, a survey on the services received in regarding dealing with the vaccine damage payment scheme. And I said, only on one condition that we cover it from April last year. Right. Because you did account over November, December. So therefore, you kind of can argue that you've done it within six months, which is a timely fashion. Because about the year before, but you did nothing. Yeah, because surely it would be beneficial to everyone. Just, you know, let's say it's a general accident, COVID is real, and, like, they did fuck up, and it doesn't work with all people, which is obvious. Would you be up for going for that trial and saying, take a bit of my blood, see how it is, see if it's anything that interacts with this, that? I would be absolutely delighted to get to that level where they used me, you know, some of my... If, if they said to me, can can we use your blood to trial this or to, to investigate this further? Of course I would. But they already know my, all the results in my blood. So I don't understand why, on one hand, they're trying to encourage people to go and get more or take the, these in the first place. 
but on the other hand, they're still actively not doing anything to support people. I mean, there must be a reason why Alex Mitchell got his leg lost, or like lost his leg, should I say, sorry, from like this vaccine, from maybe his next-door neighbour, Jim Berry, that's just a made-up name, who had the exact same vaccine as like you, but nothing happened. There must yeah. be something going on between both of you. My understanding is that they are analysing the VIP information and data. But right. there's no other there's no other place that's sort of a trying to analyse right how many people do we have affected with myocarditis, pyocarditis, POTS, clots, issues. What's the symptoms? What what has been the treatment so far that's actually worked, right? Is you this want... in the majority of cases? There's none of that been done yet. No, you you want to see if sort of like like a percentage of what people had it before the vaccine until after they have had the vaccine. And if there's a massive percentage gone up after the vaccine, surely it correlates to the vaccine, but I'm sure they'll come up with something like climate change, because that's oh, what I'm going to say. Breathing in the sun brings on heart attacks. Mowing the lawn, exercise. Now, stop it. Stop it. In the, the 40 years that I've done health training, fitness training, I've never once seen a man train himself into a heart attack. You, you see, know? I don't know enough about the medical side of that to comment. I'm sure it does happen. It's like when these footballers started dropping down dead and these sportsmen, I just said on one of these telegram groups, I said, we need to look at the percentage of what happened before because is it just being highlighted that people are dropping down then and the press are putting out there and it happened all the time and we didn't know about it? We need to know the percentage before and after. And then the comment I got back was, oh, we'll just blame sort of climate change, shall we? And that just proper pissed me off because I thought we're a proper group that's trying to get the message out there. Don't take the piss because if we go in with like scientific facts saying, well, there's a massive percentage of this happening after the vaccine came out, surely that needs looking into. Yeah, very much so. Um, and it's the same with, if you look at the figures of clotting issues, Guillain-Barre syndrome, Bell's palsy. These are all the conditions that seems to be very regular. If we take that correlation alone, and as you say, before this, we had maybe 10 cases a year. If we've still got 10 cases a year, then the vaccine's got nothing to do with it. If we've got, and now we're getting 100 cases, and we didn't have, and we were only getting 10 before, and suddenly we're getting 10 within three months, then mm. something somewhere is going wrong. And if the well, only common dominators of the vaccines, then we have to look at them further. Yeah, because I'm guessing there would be a push to pass that off as something else, because of like not much has changed in the years, be say 2017 to now. What I mean by that is the weather hasn't changed much, um, the food hasn't changed much. There's not much that could change that for such a big percentage of an increased percentage, should I say, to compare it to the vaccine. Do I make sense? Did that make yeah, sense? Absolutely, well? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and if we can see these numbers just in social media, now, for every hundred, say, let's call it for every hundred thousand in the world that's, that's like myself on these platforms trying to raise awareness that things can go wrong and how badly it can go wrong, if the numbers are through the roof, and yet I get that, that there will be some that, that well, that's caused by something else, 
but it still doesn't negate the fact that out of that hundred thousand people, seventy-five thousand of them are injured in one way or another, medically. So if no one, if we, you and I can see that connection coming together, how can they not do the bigger picture further up? So therefore, the question remains: they must see the bigger picture, but they're choosing not to see it. I think it's because. And I'm sure this is one reason. I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of reasons, but one of them would be proved that they're wrong, and that would put distrust in the government and the media. And how the government's got any credibility left after breaking down their own lockdown rules? Yeah, I don't know. And I think that's one major reason why I don't think they could ever install a lockdown again, especially especially in the UK. Well, I, I just yeah, don't think no I one would do listen. That. I wouldn't listen to it. Why should I listen to a man? who partied while the Queen's husband lay in state. Now, I don't care who you follow, origin, race, or whoever, but the Queen is the head of the country. Her husband is the second most important man on in, in the country, and they partied while the man lay in rest. I'm sorry. There's no getting away from that for me. You should roll. You should be taking out your job. You should be severely punished for, for doing that. And let a message send out. This is what happens when you go and do things like that. But they don't care. It's clear they don't care. They're only interested in the, your money. George Carlin said that, you know, God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he asked you for your money. Mm. <laughs> you know, and that's... These people don't—they're only interested in your money. Yeah. So speaking about money, we'll go back to this hundred and twenty thousand because it sounds a lot of money. Yeah. It is a lot of money, but in comparison to what it's taken away from you, you say it's only two—is it three years' salary? So what was that? That that doesn't equate to a lot, does it? No. Con um, con cons considering you're still young, how are you? What are you? Fifty-three, Alex? Is that what you said? Fifty-eight. I, I turned fifty-eight uh, in June there when I was in Cyprus. Um, but I was a very fit, healthy fifty-eight. So how many years work have you lost then? Um, twenty fifty-eight. When did you retire? Seventy. Seventeen years or something like that. So you lost seventeen years. Plus, if if you went to work on power stations and that will go offshore. You would be in a lot more money scaffolding than you would be doing residential commercial properties. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, yeah, because I've like worked on P sixty six before as a scaffold labourer, and like I knew back maybe twenty years ago, some of the scaffs there were earning like a grand a week, going off to do power like yeah stuff. So, how much money do you think you've lost? You've got this hundred and twenty eight. This hundred and twenty thousand, sorry, but um, how much money do like you think you've lost? You say you retire in seventeen years. So yeah, I'm, I, I retired when I was seventy. Sorry, sorry, twelve years now. No, seventeen, twelve years because I'm fifty-eight. So mm -hmm. I when I was seventy. So we worked it out. Uh, worked so if I just take my salary alone, I think it's half a million in salary. Never mind anything else. Right. So really take away that so just say you've lost three hundred thousand just for like sakes of argument or that or another half a mil you've like got you haven't even got like a quarter of that back no um and what doesn't what really so shows you how much i slap in the face it is is that he was looking to build 150 to 200 thousand pound treehouse 
in the back of Downing Street. But we get £120,000 for the loss of the rest of our working life and, and a total dis destroy of your, of your life. In some cases, the loss of your loved one. I was just about to say that, yeah, because it's and it's not just people that are living that got affected, their families get it. It's just a, so it's a set fee. Um, does it go on severity? Does it? I mean, if someone just said, "Oh, well, I had a really bad headache," do I get 120 grand? I'm like guessing that's like not how it works, is it? You've got two things that you have to prove. You have to prove it was most likely to have been caused by a vaccine, mm -hmm. and you have to prove that you're now at least 60% disabled. That's medically. Now, if your doctor says you're only 59% disabled, you don't qualify for this. This is where it's wrong. So it's not just mm. the thousands of people like myself who qualify it. It's the hundreds of thousands who have not been allowed to qualify it. And going back to the loved ones, how much of an insult is that to you? And you haven't lost anyone that I'm aware of to, I'm going to say lost to COVID, I mean lost to like the vaccine, sorry, not COVID, to the vaccine. Yeah. Um, How much of an insult do you think it is to people who have lost the dad, the mum, the brothers, the sisters, the cousins, the boyfriends, the partners, the girlfriends, etc.? How much of an insult of you getting 120,000, sorry, and you're still alive and they get the same as you and they've got, they're just sat in a room on their own because of this fucking vaccine that said was safe? It's horrific. How can you quantify your life at £120,000? You can't. So basically, and they're valuing a life and that, that they're like, yeah. say, your life was grand. You know, that's an absolute insult, especially when you look at the numbers that, the, you know, that they're spending on other things. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you spoke to anyone personally that has lost someone from the COVID vaccine? And yeah. I have got this £120,000 and have you gauged on how they feel? Yeah, mean, no disrespect uh, to you, but you're living your life where their par partner, family yeah. member, friend isn't. How I, spoke, I spoke to Vicky Spitt, who she was the first uh, to be paid out uh, for her partner, Zion. And, you know, like myself, the, the money was really secondary. Because we knew for us to, to try and fight this properly, we needed this decision. Um, and again, for Vicky, it all out to secure somewhere for her to stay for the rest of her life. And that is the only positive that comes out of this. I don't need to worry about my home. My home's protected, it's safeguarded now. The pressure's off my wife a bit. But Vicky, the pressure's never off Vicky, it's never off Gareth. You know, never off Lucy. These are people yeah. who have been given £120,000. There's about 20 of them being paid out now. And none of them have been sufficiently supported. Now, this is a payment just to say, we're sorry what happened to you. That's basically what, what all that is. Probably. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... And it's an absolute insult to someone who's lost their life to say there's £120,000 for the loss of your husband, your wife, your son. It's horrific. An insult. Yeah, it's it's an is this going to be a continuous thing or sort of the put a time limit on giving this compensation out? No, um, 
Uh, I caught sight of a Freedom of Information Act. They've still got another 1,706 claims just in the last two years to process. <laughs> now, bear in mind, there's, a still a, there's still over 800 claims from the previous 10 years that are outstanding. Right. They've left them with the DWP, who have got four, and I do mean a staff of four doing the full thing. So four people are trying to help supposedly processing 800 other claims. You know, the bigger this goes, or the more you look into it, you see that the numbers affected. So it's not just about those that lost the 440 now, you know, cases of that. It wasn't just them. It's all the other cases that's coming out now, you know, uh, that have been paid out. And we hope that they continue to do it because... That's my answer now when someone says, I don't believe you, or, nah, you made it up, or, you know, it couldn't possibly have happened. So you take up the British government, they accepted it happened, they accepted that they caused it. Are you concerned that, because this like, could go on for years, many years, where, like, symptoms could come after three years. I Like, you worried you might get some more symptoms and something from them like this? Because, like you mentioned, is it gone from like your sister now, or could you experience something else maybe a year on? Yeah, we, we just, the reality is we just don't know, which is why um, I, I had kind of got fed up going every two weeks to get my bloods taken. And, it, you know, it doesn't sound much, but I get quite a bit of blood taken out me every two weeks. I come home, I'm exhausted. Uh, I come out in big bruise the next day, and it just drains me to get no real significant result because nothing has changed. There was no movement, and I thought, why am I doing this? And, I, 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 you know, it's just the way your head goes, and the, the consultant called me before I went on holiday, kind of gave me a bit of a doing, which I took because I deserved it. Um, and he said, you know, this is all about trying to understand. The more information we've got, the more possible we can help. And I got it. And then it turns out that my PF4 has moved very insignificantly, but it's still moved. And that's the mm -hmm. first movement in nearly a year. What's your PF4? Sorry, just... That's the, the antibody that's causing all the problem. It should be negative, but in the right. case, it becomes positive. Do you, um, like, sort of, sorry, just because I had a question like, linked onto that. Do you expect anything else to happen to you? I'm guessing not, but are you more aware? Are you a bit more concerned if you have something going on? It might be, oh, fucking here we go again, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, and more so since I got my eyesight tested uh, and I'm now going kind of blind in my right eye. And it's solely in the opinion of the optician of 20-odd years. Uh, it's caused by a microclot exploding my Now, we don't know if that's happened at the time, which is highly unlikely because the damage... I would have noticed the damage quicker, if that makes any sense, because the eyesight is really bad in it now. So, um, could could this be linked to the vaccine? Yeah, very much so, because she believes a, a, a microclot has exploded my uh, causing damage and being flushed out. And I put this to 
the haematologist specialist, and they didn't rule it out. They said it's plausible. But That's it's madness. Yeah, Absolute but mad, madness. What's even mad is that there's a German professor who that's his field of expertise, Michael Klotz, very ex experienced, published uh, individual. And his report is that he believes that microscopic clots exploded all around the body and was flushed out at the moment of treatment or your natural body fighting it. But it left damage at a very minuscule level. And that would explain the brain fog, the tinnitus, the fatigue, the muscle spasms and all this kind of stuff that we all we, we all seem to get these in general. Um, however, the, the most invasive that we have at the moment is an MRI scan, and that doesn't go deep enough. So the hematology specialists have said, yeah, it's plausible, but until such times as modern technology is available to, to tell us that, it's, it's a plausible theory. Now, that's very interesting. Normally, they would just shoot it down in flames. So, no, we don't see that. So, that was interesting. Um, yeah, as like time goes on, it seems they're like more aware and more of like, oh, shit, <laughs> sort of thing. Well, Maybe it's something to do with it. It's the, they are learning um, because obviously at the beginning, heparin was a, like putting petrol into a fire for us, the VIC cases. Well, it's not so much heparin, it's the, how it's administered in the dosage. So they've now worked around it, because that was a, a concern for the surviving vets, that our blood was that unstable. Should, it, should I be unconscious and I have to be taken to hospital? Would, would that be a danger that they could give me heparin? And they said whether it would, unlikely it would ever happen because of the way the process works. So if you're unconscious to take blood from you first to test it. Um, so it would be picked up there. She said, but you're you're fine. We we don't have any concerns that if you could rush to hospital that we couldn't save you. Now that's all fine very well. But I don't really want to take the chance and be rushing to hospital again to find out. No. And the last time I didn't quite I nearly didn't quite make it. Because the most ironic thing is of, of all this, that you trusted the government saying, and I didn't mean to laugh there, but you trusted, and I'm not saying you deserve it at all, so don't, but I'm saying you're a prime example, Alex, of you trusted the government, you took the vaccine, and it just, it just didn't work for you. Yeah, um, which in the law of averages, I, I would say that, yeah, that, that's a possibility, and, I, and, it's, and it's horrific. I don't think it matters. Like, I, 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 I still have I, something in place to help and support. Should it go when it goes wrong like that, and to, to find that there is nothing, that's the bit that will always anger me. It can I'll happen. Have a let it go. And it did happen. And for someone to say, "Well, I've had mine, and it won't, and like I'm fine," I think is an insult. And I think it's disgusting that people say that. Oh yeah, um, and I, 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 usually what you get off of me is how many children do you have? Who me? No, that's, that's what I usually say to these people. Many children do you have? Did you have any problems having kids? Did your wife look have it? Did you, did you have a miscarriage? Yeah. Because I've had two healthy kids. You wouldn't do that to, to someone who's had a miscarriage. So why did, why did people think it's okay to do that to people like me? Do it to me and you're going to get head bitten off. Yeah, it's... it's I, well, I suppose it, cause it doesn't suit their narrative. 
Yeah, you know, this, I told you so. And that, that's the other thing I'll say. What did you tell me? When did you tell the world? What qualifications you got to tell the world? What experience did you have? You know, usually it's a no-name, no-face, little warrior who claims to be a scientist, and you usually can answer them in two questions. You know, what's your qualifications? What's your experience? And if you'll be expert. Mm. And if I'm up with something, you go, right, you give me some kind of proof, because I'm happy to prove who I am. That's when you get to tying it down. You, you get these people who try and call it out, but at the end of the day, nothing's going to change the facts. No, no. You, you're sort of still going to wake up, you still haven't got your leg, people are going to still wake up and they still haven't got the love bombs. No, it's, no, it's going to facts. It's just, I, I still can't get me Yeah, I say that to people all the time. You know, I'm not here to make you feel comfortable anymore. No. I'm here to make you feel the opposite, to think and question. Because I can't change what's happened to me. But if I make you think and question what possibly could happen to you, go and check out and make sure, is there support for me? Should it go wrong? What's in place? What do they do? What do they know? The short answer is very fucking little. So getting better. So if people, because we're coming to the end, because I'm ever so busy today, Alex, I've got I've got someone coming around at 12. I've got uh, some new windows to, like, someone's looking at some new windows for the flat. So, um... If people are unsure or they needed help, if people show, well, I've had a vaccine, this has happened, I haven't said out, are people still coming out of the woodwork, so to speak, saying I've had a vaccine yes. injury? Yes, they are now. Um, and for these people, it's maybe a slightly harder mental journey because a lot of these people up until now didn't want to admit that, that this is what's happened to them. So and where should someone go then if... Um, like someone was in, like, I was going to say interested. If, yeah, if, and if someone's interested in finding out more, if they feel like a loved one suffering this, that, or the other, isn't like there anywhere they can go? There isn't at the moment, but there is coming very shortly. Um, in the background, we're very, very close to setting up a, a helpline where you won't receive medical advice, and what you receive is information. So if you call up and say, yeah, my name's James, because it's not about second name, uh, it will only be first names. I believe I was injured by my Pfizer vaccine for talking sake. Couple of questions would be, what are your symptoms? Right, okay. How there's, here's the guidelines. Here's where to look for information, because lots of people don't know where to look. So that's kind of in the mm. process, in the background, but like anything else, try to set up a call centre with all the technical work, uh, the helpline, get the people in place, medically people that are medically trained that understand the jargon, but they're not there to give medical advice, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, are you involved in like the build-up of this then, Alex? Uh, I've been kind of asked to look at the sort of a crib sheet, which is the kind of good afternoon, welcome to the helpline, how can I help you? can ask your name just to sort of I try and make it smooth because that was my experience with a previous life that I had with O2 tele, uh, Telefonica I was a, a training manager with them all right so, cool so I'm kind of going to look at the script to see if I can make it flow a little bit better but it's, it's very close um that's that's been people doing it all in the background these people are not charging any money, to my understanding. I think even the the software for the call centre, for the line setup, 
has been done uh, either for free or a rate that is, that works fantastic. So there is people out there trying to get the help, but legally every door is a challenge. And to do a, a helpline and things like that or a call line, you need certain licences and they're not cheap. No, so, I'm guessing they won't make it easy for something like this either. No, and they're not making that easy either. I'm no big part of that particular setup, but I just feel that there was something that somebody approached me and I thought, yeah, that that I can own anything that's a good idea, I'll try and support and help. Uh, so I'm doing a wee bit in the background there. I'm still with the vaccine injured and bereaved, uh, which is mostly the VIP family. Uh, we are still very much organising. There's a big march today that they're at, uh, a lot of them. So right. we are trying to pull things together to help people. Uh, if they're struggling, get in touch with me on Twitter and I'll try and point them in the right direction. What is your Twitter handle? Just remind everybody. I will put it in the details again, but if you just want to remind everybody. Uh, <clears throat> AKE2306. You'll find me there. Um, I'm not hard to find. Well, we'll put that up, and um, you accept private messages, don't you? Because I, I think that's how we... Yeah. Uh, I, I, the problem is, obviously, sometimes my Twitter goes crazy. So if you followed me and you can't DM someone that's not followed you back, so if I've not caught you, send, put a message on one of the public posts, need to speak to you or something. I do eventually catch sight of it, or someone tells me someone's looking for me. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is a bit of a, a beast at the moment. It's doing all sorts of tours again. It's shadow banning me. Uh, it's restricting what I post. The usual, because we tell the truth. Yeah, and obviously it goes against their narrative. Very much, obviously. Um, because, the, funny enough, the, the, the fact checks people for Twitter and social media is sponsored and owned by fucking Bill Gates and Fauci and all the rest of them. There you go. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Uh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. It's all um. There's all more to it than meets the eye, and I'm sure it's going to come out with the climate change, food shortages, cost of yeah. living. So, but that's a different story. Again, Alex, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're more than welcome to come back on any time and talk about if this call center gets set up. That. That, 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 that's really good and it's really interesting and anyone else who wants to come on the podcast to have a moan or don't dis that disagrees with me more than welcome to come on and yeah it's all free speech and unedited so what you wear is what you get that's why it fucking sounds crap and sometimes and a bit bitty because i don't want to edit it i want to put it all out there and hear it in its entirety no um i i really enjoy the times we talk when we actually remember to meet up top. Definitely. Um, I, I, I'm actually going to go and claim that I don't think I'm as bad as you, but then we go. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. And on that note, uh, we will go. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure, Rick, as always. Thank you right, very you much. you take care and have a good weekend, Alex. You too, my friend, and I'll catch Cheers, up with you. Thank Cheers, you very Rick. much. Bye. Cheers, bud. Bye.